Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Okay, welcome back to the April 2018 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you live from Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. Inez Proceda. The next paper we looked at was effects of botulinum toxin on improving facial surgical scars, a prospective split scar, double blind, randomized control trial. This is by Hu et al. Uh, from the People's Republic of China. And uh, this was published in the March 2018 PRS. So Inez, what was this paper about in a nutshell? So this paper is trying to evaluate the efficacy of early Botox injection on surgical facial scars. And the hypothesis is that it will improve surgical scars. The study type is a gold standard for a scar assessment. So it's prospective, it's split scar, double blind, randomized control trial. They recruited 16 consecutive patients who underwent facial surgery um, between June to October 2015. They exclude patients who are known allergic to botulinum toxin if they receive previous Botox injection within the six months of enrollment, if they have myasthenia, and if they have Fitzpatrick skin type five to six. And I have to say this is quite interesting because if you have a self-control study, I don't think that will make a difference to have Fitzpatrick type five to six because you're comparing on your own skin and you shouldn't have to exclude them in the study. Um, the surgical techniques that they use is that they randomize the post-operative wound to receive either Botox or normal saline injection. They use um, 10 units of Botox injection um, in a 0.2 mil um, for each one centimeter scar. And they injected immediately after skin closure. They did intradermal injection that was injected at distance of five millimeter on each side of the wound. And this was all done by a single plastic surgeon. The measurement they used to assess the scar is Vancouver scar scale as well as visual analog scale. They also measure the width of the scar with a, a ruler and they take some digital photography. Um, so 16 patients were enrolled but two were lost to follow up so they have 14 patients um, who completed the study. 50% was male and the average age is 12 years so they actually have quite young patients in this study. Um, the average amount of Botox that is injected is 33 unit and the scar length on average is six centimeter. So what they found is uh, a significant finding, a significant improvement with Botox treated scar um, when they look at the visual analog scale score as well as the width of the scar. Um, with the Vancouver scar scale, in uh, overall they didn't find any significant finding but if they just look at the height score, then they find that the Botox treated scar has a significantly um, better score in terms of height um, in the Vancouver scar scale. Um, as I said, there is no difference in pigmentation, pliability, or vascularity um, in terms of the score in Vancouver scar scale. So their conclusion is that early post-surgical Botox injection can actually produce narrower and flatter facial surgical scar. And um, this study has a very good um, study design. It is prospective self-control double blind RCT. 
Um, it does have high consistency between the two raters. Um, so there are two independent investigators who actually look at the scar and assess it with the scar scale. And this was done at six months after the operation. Um, and single surgeon was performing the procedure, so there is consistency in terms of injection. Um, however, um, there are only 14 patients, and even though they say that this, is, um, this has satisfied the power of the study, which is 80%, um, it's still a small number of patients. Um, and the uniformity of the scar itself um, sometimes is questionable, um, because uh, even though it's a horizontal or vertical scar, it's not completely straight line, it can be oblique. And in the pictures that they show in the paper, um, one of the horizontal scar actually have a flap um, rot rotation um, nearby, so it, it might not be comparable with the control. Um, yeah, what do you think, Damien? Uh, look, I thought this is a very interesting study. I was very surprised that they only needed 16 patients in order to gain statistical significance. Uh, even in the two cases which they presented, the scars did seem to be non-uniform uh, in the sense that, uh, for example, one of them where the uh, side that was randomised to no Botox occurred in an area where there was a parallel scar three centimetres inferior to it, which is obviously part of some sort of expanded skin flap for a forehead reconstruction. Uh, in the other one, the side which was randomised to no Botox, again, was more of an oblique scar on the forehead, whereas the Botox was more of a vertical scar uh, on the forehead. Um, I just would have thought that you would need more numbers in order to count for these types of variables. Um, the mechanism is not completely clear, given that these are intradermal injections. So if we're looking at, say, the cheek, for example, whereas most of these are on the forehead, admittedly, but uh, on the cheek, whether that would actually have any effect in terms of relaxing the underlying muscles. They do mention that uh, Botox type A does have an effect on fibroblasts and uh, growth factor beta 1 expression, or transforming, transforming growth factor beta 1 expression. So I guess they're potential mechanisms. Um, I'm, uh, look, I thought it was a very interesting study and uh, I'd probably want to see a bit more information before, uh, uh, before changing my practice. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.